Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Come on, can we give God a praise offering like he's worthy of? Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus in this room. Come on. He's so good. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. It's so good to have you this morning. If this is your first time with us at Faith Renewed Church, we're so glad you are here. Faith Renewed Church, let them know you're so glad they showed up this morning and are a part of this thing, man. We're so thankful to have you. We don't take it lightly that the Lord has sent you here today. We would just love for you to be a part of what God's doing here and just get you connected. If you have not yet, if you're first time here, please do this. If you have not yet, stop by Connections, this area to my right. Love to get to know you a little bit more and give a gift to you. So again, please stop by and see us. And I want to welcome all of our folks who are joining us on our online family today as well. So excited to have you. Make sure you comment. Let us know where you're at out there this morning, where you're watching from and worshiping with us today, man. But I just feel the Holy Spirit in this room this morning. Anybody with me? Come on. Anybody sense what I'm talking about right now? Oh, man, I just feel like anything is possible this morning. Amen. I feel like anything is possible this morning in this room. Praise the Lord. Amen. He is, he is here. And so again, so excited to have you. If you're new with us, again, this is something we do every week. We open up God's word together. And so if you have your Bible, do this. If you would go to Acts chapter one, Come on, Acts chapter 1, and um, man, I love it, love it, love it, love what the Lord is doing, and uh, I, I, I was looking at this um, message this morning, and I, I feel like I may have broken a record today by the most red letters I've ever shared in one message, all right? So if you don't know what that means, the red letters in Scripture are the words that Jesus spoke while he was on the earth. All right, now, the, the Bible, every part of it is God's Word. Amen? Anybody know, understand? That's every part, cover to cover. It's the Lord's Word. It's God's Word to us. But the red letters are words that he spoke while he was on earth with us. And so, um, I don't know, just kind of looking back over this thing, again, these are the things that Jesus spoke. But Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 8, and if you use the YouVersion Bible app and didn't bring your Bible, you can actually click on that app right now and follow right along. You may want to do both, uh, but you can save that and share that event, live event taking place right now. But if you have it, say, I have it. <clears throat> yeah. If you look and say, hang on. All right, all right, all right. Help your neighbor out, man. If they don't know where Acts is, I help them out. Acts chapter one, uh, verses four through eight. And it says this, and being assembled together with them. This is Jesus, the risen savior. He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Somebody say, the promise of the Father. Oh, man, that promise is so big. God's promises are yes, and they are amen, Regina. Come on. The promises of God are yes, and they are amen. So we wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when he had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, 
it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Oh, man, come on, Mark. Ain't you thankful this morning? Are you thankful for his word? Can you do this with me? Will you join with me in prayers? We just go into the throne room of God together. So, Father, we just approach the throne room of grace today, God, so thankful, so blessed. Today, God, by what you're doing at Faith Renewed Church, God, and in your body, God, we just thank you for all the promises that are in your word, God, that are yes and amen to this house. And so, God, we step into those this morning, and we thank you this morning for the promise of the Holy Spirit today. And, Lord, may he be poured out into the life of every person in this room, every person watching, and, Lord, poured out over this land in Jesus' name. Would you say it with me? Amen. Amen. Turn, tell about three people. Say, I'm really glad you're here this morning. Would you do that? Man, you guys look incredible this morning. I love it. Love it, love it, love it, man. Who's excited? This is day 13 of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Woo, man, the teens, we've made the teens. We are on our way, man. And I, I just feel like we should do this. We Bible says to confess your faults one to another. So we just want to be honest in this house, be honest in this room. And I believe it's important that we do so. Has anybody been hangry? Come on, hangry during this time. Amen. It's okay to be honest. Now, some of you, if, you, if you're not familiar with the term, hangry is where hunger and angry meet. If you're living with somebody who's been hangry during this, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, you just like, I don't know if I should say anything or not, amen, but uh, it's important. If that's you, it's okay. I want you to do this. The Bible says you can be healed through confession of faults to one to another. So tell your neighbors, I'm, I'm confessing my faults to you right now, amen. I'm confessing my faults. But there is, a, this flesh thing's real, amen. This battle is real, but I am absolutely in love with what fasting and prayer does. I'm telling you, man, we will never turn back. I tell you, what we're seeing the Holy Spirit do through the power of prayer. When God's people pray, he hears from heaven, man, and heals our land and, and does great works in our lives. So, again, he's at work in this place. So thank you to every person who has been a part of this so far. And if you have not yet been a part of this, it is not too late. Jump in and just be a part of however the Lord would lead you to pray and fast with us for this new year as we move into all that God has for us. Again, but thank you to every person who has been playing a part in this. You are so valuable in this. And again, we love you and thank you so much. But today I want to do this. I want to jump back into, we, re, we launched a brand new series last week called Acts of the Church. Amen. And I hope you were here. If you missed that, you can go back and you can listen to that message on all platforms out there and the podcast is available and I would encourage you to do so. I don't want you to miss a single message in this series. Amen. The book of Acts is so valuable, but this is the Acts of the church. Uh, you again may see the heading title there above that in your Bible, the Acts of the Apostles. But again, that was the beginning. 
That was the beginning. That was what started, but it was not supposed to end. Amen. It was the beginning. So the acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles is still to be at work today. Amen. The Bible says this, man. These guys turned the world upside down. Amen. How many knows we need that to happen again? Do it again, Lord. Turn this world upside down again through your people. And so as your church today, we want to operate in the same way the church, the early church did. So again, we have to look at what was going on then, see how that applies to us now. Now we learned this last week. I shared one thing with you in our message. And the first thing was this, what shifted the game changer for that church the first thing was this, the fact that Jesus is alive. Amen. Come on. Anybody love a risen Jesus? Amen. He is a risen Lord. And so again, that's the God we serve. The resurrection changed everything. It changed everything for the disciples and it will change everything for me and you today. Amen. It's what the resurrection does. Now today I want to jump back into Acts chapter one, as we look at another game changer for the church. And as we see this, this morning, we're talking about the promise of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I, this, is, this is so important as we look at this today. Before we jump into the promise itself, and that's where we're going to spend the majority of our time, what the promise of the Holy Spirit is, and it's not just one-sided, I promise you. There's, it's, it's multifaceted. The Spirit of God is, is living and big and active in our lives. And so, again, I want us to see this morning, before we jump in, Jesus said what this, this Holy Spirit is supposed to look like. He refers to it as a baptism. All right, now, he, he referenced it like this, and so I believe it's important that we see it with the way Jesus taught it. He says this. He says there in verse 5 again, red letters, that John truly baptized with water, all right? But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now, all right? Now, so, so this is how when we reference the Holy Spirit, when I, when I talk this morning about those promises, I don't want you to see the Holy Spirit as someone who's distant. I don't want you to see the Holy Spirit as someone who is far away, but the one who wants to be personal in your life. And as the Bible would describe this in Jesus's words, he says that this is actually a baptism. Now, if, who's ever been around here for a faith renewed baptism? Come on, man. It is crazy. It is so much fun. It's a celebration from death to life. We roll that baptism up here, man. Man, we fill it up with water, and, and man, we celebrate what Jesus said here, them being baptized with water. Now, it, it's, it's amazing. We don't do this. We don't sprinkle them with water. We don't. Now, I, I'm not mad at someone who does. It's not biblical, um, but because the word here, the, when we see the word, they baptize them with water. The word it, it actually means this. The word means full immersion. So like when we, they come up here, they step up the steps, they step over into the baptism. They sit down into the waters of baptism and we fully immerse them into water. Now, Jesus said this about the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be baptized in and with 
the Holy Spirit. Now, this is not what God wants to do. And he, <laughs> That's not what he wants to do. I, 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 can't, I can't find any scripture because this is what he said. He wants to. It's amazing. When those people get up out of the waters of baptism, they step out and everywhere they, they go, just water begins to fall off of them. They begin to change the environment of where they're at because they have been baptized in water. He wants to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. And so this is what it means. Now, th- it just gets better. This word's really cool. So we need to understand these words as we read these things in, in Scripture. It doesn't just mean to immerse. It means to dip repeatedly. Double dipping. I heard over here and over on the right side of my this uh, double. Dip. Now we've had some who have been baptized more than once. It's not wrong. I mean, again, you actually it's okay. And and again, it's, it's not. I don't think you have to do that. Get to heaven. None of that kind of stuff. I don't believe any of those things. But I believe someone who does that, they're like, man, I want to get into those waters of baptism, and I want to be fully immersed again because I know what that did when I came up out of that water and what flowed off of my life. I want you to know this morning when you are fully immersed in the baptism baptism of the Holy Spirit, it will fall off of your life. It will affect those around you. It will change the entire environment that you are a part of when the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now flows off of your life. But here's the problem. It's not supposed to be a one-time thing. I I was born and raised, and again, I'm thankful for how I was born and raised and taught, but I I, I kind of, again, I received it and thought of this thing was just like, these are just one-time experiences in my life. Like, I mean, you get saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Every one of those things we need in our life. Salvation, sanctification, and baptism in the Spirit of God. But I'm learning something. Those are ongoing works in my life. Those are ongoing process. I haven't arrived just because I came up out of the water. I haven't arrived when I spoke in tongues one time. I haven't made it yet. He's not finished with me. He's not done with me yet. Amen. Anybody singing that in your heart? He is not done with me yet because he wants to do this in our life. So actually the word, when you read being filled with the spirit, we're going to see this in this series. The filling of the spirit of God is not a one-time thing. It's an ongoing work. And so again, this is what's really, it just gets cooler. This definition gets cooler because this is what this means. This is what they would do in scripture time when they would use the word baptism. They would use it in the reference to what they would do with cloth. They would take the material and they would take the cloth and they would baptize it into the dye. Now, the, again, it was changing. The, it was changed the entire existence of this. It, it goes into the dye one way. No color, no life, no power. It goes into that water and it goes into that dye one way. It comes back up. And like imagine just for a moment you have this no color fabric and it goes into the dye. You pull it back up and it is beginning to change. And now, has it, has, has it arrived? No. 
let's go back in again. Oh, man, let's just take it back down again. And then it would come back up again. Those taking that dye, those taking that fabric were beginning to see something change before their very eyes until the fact where it comes now, the, the actual clothing looks like the dye. The dye looks like the clothing. They begin to look like one another. And when we are baptized and immersed in the Spirit of God, we begin to look like Him, less like we look, more like He has called us to be. So again, he wants to do it this way. Baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Fully immerse you. So when we now look at the promises, I want you to see them as not he wants to sprinkle a little bit of this promise. But he wants to fully immerse you and repeatedly dip into you everything that you need until you look like him. Now, again, these promises are important. The power of the Holy Spirit is important. Smith Wigglesworth said this, a powerful minister of the gospel who operated in signs and wonders, he said it is impossible to overestimate the importance of being filled with the Spirit. So if you're like, man, why are you getting so excited? It is impossible for Terry to overestimate the importance this morning of you being baptized in the Spirit of God and being fully immersed in this. Now, this is what we see. Now, remember last week, Luke the writer, we see this now as a, as a second writing, the second work after Luke. Now, I want us to read from Luke. And uh, what's cool is when you read Luke, you see Acts, you see these things coming together. It's creating a bigger picture. It's a more fulfillment of a bigger picture of what Jesus said while he was here. So at the end of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 49, then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So he opened up their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Open up our understanding today, God. Open up our understanding. And what is he wanting us to see? Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Oh man, like when they were singing like that salvation is here. Like he's, he's in this room. It's available today. The presence of God is here today because this is what he said. This is what he told them to do because now he's alive. Remember week one. Now he says to do this and that they, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. So start where you're at. Amen. I mean, right where you are, start there. But this is what he says, that repentance and remission of sin should take place. Repentance is where we change our mind. We, it, it will totally change the direction of your life. The trajectory of your entire existence will change when you repent. You put on the mind of Christ. You begin to look at and go to God's word, think what he thinks. And then the remission of sin, that is forgiveness for me and you this morning. Amen. That is available to everybody who is here today. Remission of sins, and it should be preached. Now, I said this in verse 48, and you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. That's it. Now, this is what you got to remember. Now, Jesus had been walking with them for three years. 
They had walked with Jesus. They, he had, they had watched him like raise the dead. They had watched him perform miracles after miracles, bring healing to their lives, their family members. They watched him feed multitudes with just a small portion of food. They had seen these things. They had witnessed all of these things that they had watched God. They, they were in the boat when the boat was being tossed to and fro, and Jesus steps up and says, peace be still. Amen. They, he, they watched the winds and cease. They watched the waves fall back. They watched that same Jesus walk upon those very waters. But that Jesus is now saying this to them, I'm leaving you. I'm going away. And we're going to see those red letters in a moment. But he's telling them, I'm going to send you a promise. What's beautiful about the promises of God, the Scripture says in Corinthians, they're yes and amen. Amen. They are yes and amen. So I want you to, like, when you hear a promise from, from God's word today, say yes and amen to it. I want you to say, yeah, that's mine. And so now this is how we see this all the beginning to unfold. Now, in our passage today, we see in that first verse, it says in, in chapter, verse four, it says, and being assembled together with them. Now, this is, this is cool. The New Living Translation verse says it like this, and you may have that version. It says that they were eating together. We were talking the other night, man, we were talking about the, the fact that this glorified body that Jesus had after the resurrection, he was eating. Come on, come on. I mean, somebody knows that we're going to be able to eat one day and after we're about fasting, not after we're about calories, not after we're about anything, going to have a glorified body. We're going to get to not fast in heaven, but feast in heaven. Amen. With a glorified body in him. Again, side note, because we're all hungry. Amen. But we, we see here the beauty of this is that now in this glorified state, he is fellowshipping with them, and then he tells them something. I'm going to go, but I'm sending you a promise. Now, this promise is bigger than what we've preached it. The promise is greater than what the church in many times have, have, have lessened it to. I, I think for so long we've lessened the promise of the Holy Spirit to Sunday morning. So that we can have a great church service. Amen. And how many knows? I believe we can have some great church services in the spirit and the presence of the living God. Amen. I've been in some where I didn't think he was maybe in the room. That's another story. But man, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for that because this is what it does. The Holy Spirit, again, it's not just to change us in here. It's so that we go change the world out there. Amen. And so again, we see this here. So he tells them this, this promise is coming. Now there's so much to it. And this could be series as, 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 as if I was like going to really just show you all of the promises of God in this. I'm late, bringing it down to a message. And again, that's why you, you have to th take these things and dig deeper and then come hang out on Wednesdays. We really go deep into stuff. But this is what we see here. We read the promise of the power that comes to the spirit. And we're going to see that in a moment. But there are other things also that this promise means. It's, it's so important that we see them because if not, we'll miss out. We're just going to be trying to just find power and there's other thing God wants to give you. And so again, and again, the reason they even have the power is to go be witnesses for him. Amen. But again, these are just some of what we see. Red letter, Jesus saying that again, that this promise of what it means and what it means for us today. Now we see many, but the first one I want to talk about this morning is this. He is also again, our helper. 
I'm so thankful. The promise of the Holy Spirit coming into your life. He is your helper. John 14, 15 through 18 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Always a good idea. And verse 16, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. So again, Jesus physically in the flesh, you know, again, glorified body. He says that stuff in, at the end of Luke, first of Acts, and then he... But he says, I'm going to send you someone who is going to be with you forever. He said, it's another helper. In verse 17, he said, what is it? It's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. And Jesus says, it's not some far and distant, far away spirit. He is in your life, and he wants to be us in him. And he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now, this is what he says. Now, I, I'm thankful that he's our helper because this, I'm just going to be honest. I need his help. I'm telling you, I need his help. And, and, and have you ever been around someone like, and, I, and I, this was me. Maybe it was pride that did it, but you never asked for help. You ever been, you know that person? Maybe you are that person this morning. Listen, we're, we're some of the hardest ones. I, I, I didn't get into a lot of things other people I hung out with did. I, I didn't get, get, get real stupid. You know, I got stupid. But it wasn't some of the ways. But, but I, I think mine might have been worse because I, I thought I could do stuff on my own. I thought I was strong enough, and I thought I could do it. Now, now listen, this is what he wants to be for us this morning. He wants to be a helper for us, and I need his help. And I'm telling you, man, this is, how, this is what this thing looks like. When we see this, he said this, I'm going to send you another helper. Like, because like, they knew he had been helping them for three years. They were worried, all right? They knew they would need help to go do what Jesus was asking of them to do. And so Jesus says this, I'm going to send you another. And what's really cool is this. He is like, I'm going to send you another like part of me. I'm going to send God to you through the person of the Holy Spirit. This is beautiful because, listen, in the person of Jesus, we see God in the flesh. In the Holy Spirit, we see God in the Spirit, who now can do this for us, be everywhere all at the same time. You know, this is what, what God's doing right now in Malden is amazing and how he's using this to grow. But this ain't the only place today the Spirit of God's at work. He's at work right now in other parts of the world where people are gathering and hungry for him. He comes in, the scripture says, and he will fill them. Now, this is how he says it. I'm going to send you another helper. So this helper is going to be awesome because like even Jesus, God in the flesh, what but one of them. If you've ever studied the disciples, they were some demanding jokers, all right? They was like, he was like dividing his time between like just 12 sometime, and he's like, I'm over here hanging out with you, and I know Peter's over cutting somebody. I, I need to go do something right now. I need to get over here. But he says this, I'm going to send you another helper. Now, this word is incredible. In the Greek, this is a parakletos. This, is, this means like this is the one who will come along right beside us. I'm talking about he's present with you. 
He is with you. He is, he is a part of you. Now, the translations of Scripture, this is, this is a trip because as you start looking at different translations of this same passage, you will hear so many different words used for helper. You will hear in some translations that he is, he is a comforter. I'm just thankful for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He didn't say he's going to make you comfortable. <clears throat> you know, some, sometimes doing this thing is not. But he, he's gonna, he's, he's, he is a comforter to you. And not, not one of those. I've talked about the comforters that are just for looks on beds. Anybody, you know, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, there are some comforters in some people's homes, and they have them, but they're just for looks. Hmm. We, we early on in the marriage, we had one of those. I was like, no, I don't know how you did it growing up. That ain't how we do it. We get in the comforter. We, we, we wrap that thing around us. So again, this is what the comforter wants to do. He wants to, he wants to totally just surround you, wrap himself around you. And there's a beautiful word here. And another word, another translation, you see he's a counselor. Oh, man, I wish I had time to just look at every one of these. Another translation, you would see the word advocate. The message Bible says this, that he's a friend. So this Holy Spirit who comes to us, who was with us, is all of these things. Now, if you're wondering, like, which one's right? Yes, all of them. Amen. We can't, in our English language, we can't describe the greatness and the majesty of the Holy Spirit and the presence of God and how good he truly is for us. Now, we see all of these things, and he wants to be all of those things to us, and he wants us to do this. He wants us to crawl up in the presence and let the Holy Spirit just wrap around us, remember, fully immerse you in help. He's not wanting to do this today. He's not wanting to sprinkle a little help when you need it here and there. He wants to do this and be your helper in your life in every single way. Amen. Anybody thankful for the helper that's in this room this morning? Amen. Come on, give God a praise if you love the helper. Mm. Come on. Secondly, he's this. He's not just a helper. Again, his promise is so big, and we've lessened it. He's also a teacher. He is a teacher. Like if there are areas in your life, you're like, man, I don't, I don't know how to do that. He will teach you. He's taught me things I was not trained for or prepared for, and he's teaching me these things. And he will do this in your life. What I love about the teacher, like we're seeing him do this in people's lives. People who didn't have certain things modeled for them are now by the power of the Holy Spirit that's being taught to them, and they're doing things that they never had. They're being a parent that they never had. They're being spouses to their spouse that there was never modeled for them in their, in their life. How does that happen? The teacher does this for us. We see him. And Jesus again said it in verse 26 of John 14, the helper, the Holy Spirit, he shows us who that is, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, I don't know, I have a, a humongous, great admiration for teachers I just do. If you're a teacher in this room, again, whether that's private school, public school, home school, teaching in, in kids' church, you're a part of that in any way. I, I, I applaud you. I say thank you because teaching can be a very hard thing. 
especially when you have certain students. I was one of those students, amen. Uh, amen, I was one of, one of those. But I have, a great, I have a great admiration because, listen, teaching is not an easy job. But you know what the Holy Spirit wants to do for you? He wants to teach you these things. And I believe this. I believe he's a far better teacher than we are students sometimes. Amen. So, so what we want to say this is, Lord, help me be the student as you teach me these things. And you'll see it. And I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're seeing the Holy Spirit do this. People are operating in areas, and it, it, is, and it flows. It's bigger than, again, just Sunday morning. People who've never been able to run companies, God's going to teach them how to do those things and bless them. Who, who, who like, have never been a part of a small group, the Holy Spirit's going to teach you. We'll help us strong. But, man, he'll teach you how to do those things when you say, God, I'm available to you. Holy Spirit, teach me. I want to learn from you. He is the greatest teacher we'll ever encounter in our life, and he'll continue to do this in our life. Now, number three is this. He is our conviction. Look at your neighbor and say, tell him to go back to one and two, Pastor. <laughs> tell the Pastor, go back to one and two. Woo, come on. We got to keep going. Got to keep going. This is what he said. It's a red letter. John 16, verses 7 through 9. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. That's what he'll always do. He'll never lie to you. Satan is the liar. All right? Remember those two. Never get them, never get them twisted. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Again, what we've talked about. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Now, this is, this is what's important that we understand. If you're saved in this room today, the Holy Spirit convicted you. He did not condemn you. He never will. Come on. <laughs> no, it, he, and I, I don't know what you were taught, how you were, what was preached to you, said to you, but this, it, I, don't, I can't find any scriptures. Therefore, now, no condemnation to anybody in Christ. You come to him. He will never condemn you, but the Spirit of God convicts you, and it brought you to salvation, and he didn't leave after that. He stayed with you, and what we need in our life today is an, is a, is an uprising of the conviction of the Holy Spirit again in the church and in our hearts and lives. So God, do it in us. So this is what it looks like. If the Holy Spirit will do this. It is like a mirror in front of our face that reveals the image now in our life. So the Holy Spirit convicts us. And so now don't do this. Like, like don't say, Holy Spirit, I want you to immerse me and I want you to be my comforter. And you just get all wrapped up in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. You get immersed in that. And then when he says something to you that you don't like, Let me take that jugger off. No, 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 no. Don't worry like that. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is an important thing. I'm telling you. And if like this morning, you don't, you don't, st- you don't sense the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit anymore. I, again, like I know some people are, well, you know, you just get arrived to a place of salvation and you just don't have that. Listen, pray and fast. I ain't got condemned one time in this prayer and fasting time. I'm so thankful for that. But I have been convicted. I have been convicted of things. I'm like, man, you didn't need all that anyway. 
You didn't need to spend time. That you Listen, you see what you've been missing out on? He's telling, see what you've been missing out on? And this is what we need to see here. The conviction of the Holy Spirit, the correction that that brings ultimately is for protection in our life. Amen. The Spirit of God is correction that brings protection in our hearts and lives. And again, this is how he reveals us. Now, this is the sad tragedy. For far too many years, the church has been trying to do the job of the Holy Spirit. We have, we've tried, like, you know, don't do, don't do this. And, and listen, it is not the church's job to be the convictor in your life. Amen. It is the church's job to get you to the Holy Spirit. And it is the body of Christ who gets you to the presence of God. And the Spirit of God will convict you and convict those things in your life. He will tell you to get out of that relationship. He will tell you never should have been there to begin with. He'll tell you to quit doing this thing. He'll do that in your life. So, man, let's let the Holy Spirit do his job. But let's make sure we do ours. Let's make sure we're doing ours. And so we want to do this. We want to let the Holy Spirit do his job in our life. And this is what he said to do. He wants you to be fully immersed. Now, this is what can happen. Like, you get wrapped up and immersed in the Holy Spirit, and you all up in that thing in the comforter. And he'll say, do not post that again. Don't say what you're about to say. This is why it's so important. Listen, this is what he wants. He wanted full immersion. Remember the baptism. Remember the picture. How weird would it have been? Like if we had folks to come up and to step into the waters of baptism. And again, we take off watches and we take off jewelry and wallets and we do it. We, we hand them their phones and stuff to the people around. We're very structured around here. We're so good. <laughs> but how weird would it be for someone to step into the waters of baptism and, and take out their wallet? And as we go to put them under, they try to hold it up out of the water. I don't want to give him my finances, I give him everything else. Not, not, it's mine. I worked hard. Or worse, what, what, what if we did this? Like we take our mobile device. Again, instead of handing it to the people around, but we were like, God, I, I want to be fully immersed in the waters of baptism. But not that part of me, God. I still want to visit that site. I still want to call her sometime. I want to talk to him still because maybe maybe he's changed. Maybe he's maybe he's different now. I think it's different now. I think I'm stronger than I was and I can go and I can use or I can go play around, I can do whatever. I'm different now because I got in the water, but you didn't give him everything. You wasn't fully immersed into the waters. How strange would it be? And how strange is it today that we say, God, baptize me with your spirit. Fully immerse me, but not that part. 
God, I want you to fully immerse me in everything that you have for me. And again, what is the standard? What is it that we're trying to see here? It is the, it is the word of God, and he will reveal those things to us. The spirit of God will convict us of those things. And again, I want to be more sensitive to those things, not less. Amen? I want more of those things in our life. So I'm thankful this morning. This is who he is. He's our helper. He is our teacher. He is our conviction. And there's so many things that he is, but the next one I want to look at is this. Number four, he is our guide. He is this for us. John 16, 13 says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He's never going to lead you or guide you into the wrong place, in the wrong direction. He's always going to guide you into truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. The Spirit of God is a guide to our life. If you're needing direction, if you're needing light, man, what do I do next? What is my next step? Get immersed into the Spirit. Get baptized in Him again. Let the presence of God show you and direct you. He will do this in your life. And man, it is a beautiful thing. I, I was in the Boy Scouts when I was young, and, and, and I remember the Boy Scouts, like they taught us how to use a compass. What is that? It's an app on your phone. And somebody, it's, a, <laughs> it's on there. Check it out. There's an app there. And, it, and it's, it's on your phone. So we see there, this is so important, that, man, I, you take this compass and it gives you direction. It shows you like, okay, I, I need to go this way and, and I need to go this way. And then we, we, t- we were taught this. We were taught how to use maps. Not MapQuest, not maps, the apps, and, but, a, but a map. Now, I'm going to be honest just being real, I like the apps way better. <laughs> and it just, I, I do, and I, I think it's a good thing because I really, like, enjoy, like, being able to just, like, have the music on and going down the road. And then, I mean, just ha- I, that music fades out and it says, like, turn right. <laughs> I just trust it. Like, I'm just going down the road. Take a left. All right. <laughs> hey. And it's just, and, and I'm not having a, but you know, I, I, I hate this about this generation. This generation will never know what it means to be able to go stop and ask for directions. I hate that for some of you guys, man. I remember that life. Hi, man, you know, again, I, I, I remember like, man, being stopping and asking for directions out in the middle of nowhere to do like at the gas stations, like you go turn by that tree. You go down the road, and you're going to see another tree on the left. You make a left right there. Now, come on, by granny. And, and, and if there is, if a storm comes through and that tree's gone, you in trouble. You never get to where you're supposed to go. You're like that old man at the gas station and lied to somebody. But this is what I love about this guy. He's better than anything else. Any, any GP, any, and this is what the Holy Spirit will do. He'll say, right here, turn. And what I love, man, is that, man, you know, I, I think it's pretty cool. And I, again, I've told you I wasn't the greatest student. That's why I have such an admiration for teachers. Um, a lot of times mine will have to say things like this. Rerouting. Rerouting. Ah, oh, dude, I was thumping. And I missed that turn right there. Rerouting. This is what the Holy Spirit will do this morning. If you've gotten off course, 
He will bring you back on course. He'll put you on a path and he will lead you and guide you and direct you this morning into all truth today. This is today our God. Fifthly, he is our gardener. Whoo, this is cool, man. He is the gracious gardener. He is the faithful farmer. I, I, I live, my daughter has been growing up and becoming today a faithful farmer and a, and a gracious gardener. We're getting into this stuff. We, we planted, uh, uh, last year, we planted two apple trees, and it was wild. These apple trees aren't supposed to be, like, producing fruit to, like, I think two more years or whatever it is. This year, we planted this joker last year, little skinny tree. You know what it produced this year? An apple. Year one, Roy. And I mean, the tree was kind of leaning because, again, the apple was holding over. We ate it. It was, it was good. Hey, man, we had, I don't know if you're supposed to eat the first one or not. I did. And uh, we, we, it, was, it was good. I don't know if it's like eating the first snow. You ever heard that? I don't know. Eating, making it. But it, 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 was, it was good. But you know what's so beautiful about it? It just produced from what it was connected to. And, and the scripture will say things like in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, that there actually, there's fruit of the Spirit. Like, so this thing we're talking about being immersed in, being totally put under in, we come up and we start seeing things pop off the branches in our life. You're like, man, where'd that joy come from? Love peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Listen, when we start seeing these things in our life begin to be produced, and, and again, that's ultimately how we're judged by our fruits, and so we see it. And it all depends on, listen, the fruit in your life, where the root source is connected to. And we see this today for some of us, you're like, man, looking at the branches of your life, and you're saying, man, I don't like what I see. What's, this, what's, the, what's, the, what's the thing? What do we do? What? Father, immerse me again in your Holy Spirit. Bear fruit in my life and that that fruit may remain. I need more joy in my life. You can't, you can't squeeze it out. That apple tree, it didn't produce an orange. I wasn't cutting grass and I heard something over on the other side of the yard just squeezing and trying to get something out to come out. I'm like, did you hear that? Never happened. It was, it was because of the root. Man, I'm telling you, don't eat for a while. I still have a mess with you, amen? <clears throat> but uh, he is the gracious gardener in our life. And this is what I love. I want to end with this one because um, we need to keep going. Uh, verse number six is this. He today, and this is what the passage says. And again, but I, don't, I, I left it for the end because so many times that's all we look at. But I don't want to lessen the significance. This is last but definitely not least. Today, the Holy Spirit and being baptized in his presence, being immersed in him, he today is our power. He is that for us this morning. He said in verse 8, but you shall receive power.
power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And so what he's saying there is this, the power that I'm speaking about today, it is right where you're at, you begin to walk in it and then you take it from there and you let it go to the next city, you let it go to the next country. What God is doing right now in this room, it's bigger than this room. It's bigger than this house. It's greater than that. He's called us to go into the world and preach the gospel. And it happens when the power of the Holy Spirit is activated and operated in our life. Amen. Anybody thankful for the power of the Holy Spirit? Now I want to do this. I want, I want as the worship team is coming up, I want you to hear this definition. Who man, you've, you've, if you've been in the church for a long time, especially spirit-filled churches, you've heard this word dynamite, dunamis. That's what the word means when it says power. Right, that's what it's referring to. Like the, everything else can be out, off, turn, but there's power in the Holy Spirit. This word is so stinking awesome. Dynamite, dunamis power. This is what it means. Strength, power, and ability. I'm going to read the definitions. The Strong's Concordance, straight from this thing. This is what he says. Strength, power, and ability. What is he wanting to do with you? And you just, that flows off of you. Man, how did, those guys turned the world upside down. They, what were they doing, man? Stephen, we're going to see it in Acts chapter 6. Operating in miracles and signs and wonders. The Bible says this, he was full of power. And faith. This is how it changes. This is what the Spirit of God will do. It also means this, inerrant power. Now again, not being the great student, I couldn't remember exactly what inherit meant. All right, and so I just really couldn't. So when I read, this inherent power. What is inherit? All right, so I had to look it up. This is what the definition means. Pray for me. Existing in someone or something as a permanent and inseparable element, quality, or attribute. The Spirit of God is like, man, as you keep just going in, dip in His mercy and His presence, Spirit of God, this thing could be, not even be able to separate you from this thing. It's also power for performing miracles. This word doesn't mean Power to have 11 a.m. awesome service. But it helps. <laughs> Makes it way more fun, man. And I love it so much more. But it says this, power for performing miracles. The acts of the church, not just 12 guys. There's going to be miracles, signs, and wonders performed in and through you. As we get immersed in the Spirit of God, it means moral power and excellence of soul. Like how, do I, how do I do this? Just let the Spirit of God convict and draw. Let Him help you. Let Him teach you. Let Him show you. It means the power and influence which belongs to, get ready, riches and wealth. It's what words bigger than what you saw, man. Like he's going to bless like everything in your life. That's what the word means. And I love this last one, power 
and resources arising from numbers and consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, or hosts. I want us to stand together this morning. I want you to see yourself as an army today that God is bringing together. And he is wanting to release power into your life. And this is what I get. Jesus came to make you righteous. I mean, here's what he did. But the Holy Spirit is going to help you live righteously. That's what it's going to do. And so all these things that we're talking about, the power, the, 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 the gardener, the help, the teacher, the, the comfort, all of these things, it's in the person of the Holy Spirit. And this is what he wants for you this morning. This is his call for you to not just be sprinkled, but to be fully immersed in this repeatedly. So this has been my gauge. As I look around, am I seeing these things flow off of my life? The same way I would get out of that baptismal pool and the water would flow. If you keep walking long enough, it's going to dry up. Let me get back in this thing again, God. That's our litmus test this morning. That's, let that be the revealer, the mirror for, for your decision today. What, how you respond to this, even this altar call. I want you to look around you in the spirit right now, Sarah. These things flowing off of me. And this morning is this. Get in the water. Get in the spirit. Let him baptize you. I just feel this morning that he's here. And I want to ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. And I just want to right now just begin to pray over this room, a release of the spirit of God over this house. Oh, man, if you're spirit-filled and you... All right now, I just want you to just join me right now in this prayer. Begin to pray right now. Holy Spirit, be released in this house right now. Come on, we, Lord, we're just asking right now for an overflow right now, God. Yeah, Lord, we're asking for an overflow right now, God. The same way, Father. Lord, we've seen the waters of baptism overflow, God, from this, those pools, Lord. We pray, God, for an overflow of your spirit in this house, God, that it flows off of every person here, God, that it flows into our families, our lives, our homes, our workplaces, our schools. God, we ask it now in Jesus' name. We ask it now in Jesus' name. I want to ask this for you this morning. I want you just to lift up your hands again one more time to him. If this morning, this is what I want, I want to ask you to do. As you look around spiritually in your life right now, again, not physically in this room, but if you look around your life spiritually, if there's some of these things today that are not flowing off of you today, what's, what's the only option? Get in the waters again. That's the call. So right now, as we just right now open up this altar right now, if you want today to be immersed in the Spirit of God, you need the gardener, you need the teacher, you need the convictor, you need his help, you need his guidance today, you need his healing, whatever it is, these things are available by the power today of the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you, if you want more of the Spirit of God in your life, so this is a big call. And there should be a lot of people, if you're honest today, you're going to be stepping and moving and coming this front if you're physically able to get here. If you're able to do this right now, if you want more of the Spirit of God in your life, I just want you to step out from where you're at and begin to come right now, from wherever you're at. Just come out and just begin to just move right now. If you want more of the Spirit of God in your life, if you need to be immersed again, if you've never been immersed in the baptism, the waters of baptism, we're going to be talking more, teaching more on this in this book of Acts. It's such a prevalent, just a beautiful, beautiful picture of the power of God in our life. It's what changed the church then it's what's going to change the church now. 
So just begin to come. Yeah, they're coming from all around. Just come. You at home right now, just prepare your hearts right where you're at. Just right now, begin to just, just get zeroed in right now on what God wants to do right there where you're sitting, right there where you're watching this from right now. Prepare your hearts right now for the waters of baptism through the Spirit of God right now. Mm, right now, just who else? Everyone else will come. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. We're going to release the worship team to just minister in song. The prayer team begin to move through this. But every person right now who said, I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. I want to be baptized. This is Jesus' call. This is what changed them. This is what changes me. I want you to come right now. Yeah. It's already happened. People are already stepping in. Right now. Just you right now. If you're not already praying right now, just say right now, God, right now I'm available. I ask you to fill me with your Spirit. We're going to see this in this series. They received the gift of the Spirit just simply by faith. Just the Spirit of God came in. They were praying. They were in a moment of, of, of unity. And the Spirit of God showed up. We're going to see it next week. And so right now, we just get in one mind with you, God. One accord in this house right now. For the Spirit of God to be filled up. Come on, there's going to be some people right now operating in power and in giftings and moving in places they never have before right now. How? It's the Spirit of God. Right now, so who else would just who else would come? We'll say, I don't want anyone to miss this call right now. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.